Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to the latest episode of the Sift Takers Snapshots podcast. I'm your host this evening, Will Pinter. Um, with me, I've got my best bud, fellow Sift Taker, Ben Hibbert. Hello there. And for the first time on the show, Mishery Alfaris. Hello. I did pronounce that right, didn't I? Yes, you did. <laughs> Happy days. Um, welcome to the show, Mish. Thank you. Um, so what we're going to be speaking about tonight is Worlds. Mish, if you want to introduce yourself, being first time on the show, um, sure. just tell us a bit about what, who, you, who you play with, where you're from, blah, blah, blah. No problem. Uh, yeah, I am uh, mostly known to be the guy who flies all the time from Kuwait to these uh, X-Wing events. Um, we have a small X-Wing community here in Kuwait, uh, we have a small shop, we have a small group of players, but we've been playing early, we got the bug since 2013 actually, and uh, we've been playing ever since, and uh, it's been a steady group, and I've been flying, my first event that I flew to was actually the UK Nationals 2014. All right. It was in Birmingham. It was uh, the UK Games Expo 2014, UK Nationals. It was 60 people. So. If you can imagine that. Happy days. I, I was yeah. hoping the army had paid for me to uh, get a ticket to go and actually take part in Q8. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, um, we've been lucky. Actually, our shop here, uh, my friend's shop, has, uh, has been getting these national kits and regional kits uh, very early on. And... Um, since it's only about, I mean, the biggest one we ever had was 20 people. So we usually get like participation dice, participation templates. <laughs> it's happy days. So is is, is the community building uh, within Q8, is it, mate? It slowed down uh, before 2.0. And now that with 2.0, it's slightly starting to pick up uh, slightly. But I wouldn't say that it was as big as it was uh, and its biggest times in uh, about 2017. That was the biggest time that we had. Right. Happy days. Um, I'd say introduce yourself, Ben, but no one wants to get bored by you. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, you're just lucky so, you're the host um, and to listen to you. I know, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Mish, with... Yeah. Um, Obviously, it's it's not your first time at Worlds. Um, so with this one, what what was your thoughts on this Worlds and how did it compare to previous ones? Oh, it's a big, big difference, to be honest. Uh, I've been going to Worlds since 2014 and uh, every time it was hosted in the Fantasy Flight uh, Center, uh, which is their shop right next door to their uh, headquarters where they have their uh, you know desks and uh, they, their designers. It's a it's a quaint place and it's it's fun to, to visit. It's a huge like uh, 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 with lots of tables and uh, to, to play any kind of game you like. Uh, but over the years, it has started to become uh, restrictive and not big enough for all the people. To the point where uh, you know a few day, a few years ago they uh, they were trying because the tickets were just going on uh, because anyone who wanted the ticket could could just get online and, and buy a ticket so uh, with, the, with the big uh, demand for coming to worlds uh, these tickets have been going out fast and uh, so they switched to an invitation system this year 
which worried me a little bit, to be honest, because I loved going there every year and uh, to, to meet all the friends and uh, because it's such an amazing uh, uh, event where you play, you know, the very weird X-Wing every, every year. <laughs> uh, unlike what I'm used to in my, in my hometown with the, with, the, with the small meta that I have. Um, so this year was very different because the venue is a lot bigger. Um, and it was dedicated only to Destiny and X-Wing. So uh, like more than half the, the, the venue was dedicated to uh, uh, people playing uh, uh, pods and uh, hangar bay. Uh, so, uh, so, I mean, it, it took a lot of people uh, in. Uh, the, the, while we while we thought that it might be less people because of the invitation system, but uh, they added the last chance qualifier also, on, uh, which I didn't expect, uh, but uh, it was a very welcome addition. So yeah. this means even next year, if I don't get an invite, I can easily justify to my wife saying, yeah, I'm going to go and play in the last chance of qualify, you know? That's what me and Ben are going to try and justify as well. So <laughs> yeah. right, you get participation invites over in your QA, don't you? Uh, I mean, the guys here have been kind enough that, you know, even if I'm okay, I've been I've been lucky enough every year that I've I've been getting the champion uh, um, title, but it's a small event, obviously, so it's just not a you know big crown to to wear. But uh, the, the the guys like even in, like, if there's a you know they try to uh, root for me going. We know that Mishar is going, so let's let's uh, you know push him through. So what. As long as it works. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, did, did you, with the last chance qualifier, did you, um, and, sorry, with the invite only, did you mm -hmm. find it more difficult competition this year? Um, for, in, in Kuwait, uh, oh, you mean in Worlds, yes. At Worlds, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, uh, this uh, time there were no easy games from the first round. From the first round, it was, you better be on the top of your game. There are no easy games, uh, no gimmies. So uh, it was uh, it was tough. Every game had to be fought for, hard and uh, tooth and nail. And it was a lot of fun for that. And uh, also, I did not uh, see any uh, event, uh, incidents where... Uh, you know, I thought that the, the, the interaction was bad or anything like that. The, the competitiveness didn't uh, push people to go that route at all. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it was top-notch top quality, you know. I mean, yeah, it yeah. didn't make people gamey and anything like that. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. Oh, that's good. So I'll switch over to you, Ben. So, Ben, how did you find it as a first-time experience? Obviously, it's your first time at Worlds. Um, how, how did you find it? Um, I actually I thought it was a lot smaller than I thought it was going to be because like our system open was really big I think it was, was it 600 people yeah over 600 yeah yeah so like day 1A I think there was I can't remember how many was there 150 I think maybe yeah both uh, uh, sorry to interrupt but, but no, both, no, both days were about 378 300. I think yeah. I, I took I took pictures of all the, the whole standings for both days it was about 370-something. Yeah, so, like, I was I sort of expecting it to be, like, our system open, but, I mean, it's not a 
it's not a negative. It's just what I was expecting. But mm. it was really well run, though. Yeah. But if if you add them together, Ben, it actually was bigger. It's just that's oh, yeah, why it no. had to be over two days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. It's just it's just what you you know what you think in your head, what you think you're gonna see. Yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, uh, what I notice from uh, between playing X-Wing in the US and playing X-Wing in the UK, because I come to the UK a lot, is that the density of X-Wing in the UK is the highest in the world. No, no question. Yeah. Our country so, is small, though. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to get around in, in trains and go from uh, one small event to another small event. There's a lot of shops that play X-Wing in the UK. Um so uh, the biggest uh, SOS in the UK that I've been to was about 516, something like that. Yeah. While the, this world's was, uh, the, the, uh, all the people who played in day one and day two were about 378. Right. Yeah, I kept, I kept uh, looking out for your updates um, on the, on the uh, UK and Ireland one. <laughs> yeah. um, so, what, so, Ben, you know what? Oh, the organisation and stuff of the event, how did you find it with all the side events and things like that? No, I've got no bad words to say. I thought it was excellently run. It was, I can't even remember there being a hold-up at all. I think the last chance qualifier actually was a bit slow to start. But other than that, it, it seemed really punctual to me. Not not a problem at all. Yeah. And the side events, did you take part in pods as well as some of the other side events that, that were there? Yeah, me, me, me and Tim got involved in quite a lot of pods. Um, but we also played uh, Aces High. And that that was excellent. I, I really want to play it on a club night because it was so fun. I think it was me, Tim, uh, Dale Cromwell, uh, Cormac. Who else played? I can't remember. There's like eight of us on one board. It was amazing. <laughs> Fair enough. Did you have a go with that one? Mesh, did you? Uh... No, I didn't. I didn't play aces high. I played a couple of pods just to farm tickets, because the, um, the 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 prize wall was amazing as usual, and uh, yeah. this world was uh, even spe- more special with the uh, uh, special cards that they made and the, the models to, uh, and, and the templates that were available on the on the prize wall. Uh, so people were farming lots of tickets just to get them. Yeah. They even ran out, and they started, yeah, and they uh, promised people that they're gonna ship them to them uh, later. Oh, happy days. Okay, so moving on to list now, um, Mish, what 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 did you take? And well, I know I know, but uh, for our viewers, sure. what what list did you take, and how did you do? Sure, I took uh, Empire. I took Sunterfell uh, uh, with Outmaneuver and Targeting Computer. Uh, I really like the targeting computer the, uh, card that uh, now that it came out because uh, I used to love it in 1.0. I used to love uh, flying uh, Sutterfell with targeting computer all the time, and now with uh, 2.0, it's uh, just a very nice a nice fit to replace uh, uh, Predator. Yeah, I mean you can have Predator on, but uh, you don't need it with targeting computer. I, I think. No. And uh, so I added outmaneuver uh, to give him more of a threat, so that he wouldn't be ignored. So as a flanker, that's what he should have, and it's it's like a natural fit. It just makes him more of a a target, uh, unfortunately. Um, so he's unco- accompanied by two inquisitors with uh, concussion missiles and fire control systems, and Jindin, a naked Jindin. I st- I started the list uh, with uh, Krennic on Jenden and without Outmaneuver, 
but the Kranich shtick wasn't really doing much, uh, except maybe help me with take off, uh, taking off one shield off of someone. And then after that, someone dies. Jendin just struggles to get a target lock on someone else and stay relevant. It just doesn't happen. Uh, once once Jendin was in the fight, he was busy uh, blocking things and getting blocked and uh, even coordinating. Coordinating was a huge thing the whole event. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that bids at around 194, which is not, not as crazy as some of the other bids, but uh, it's fine. Did you, did you find the bid was enough? Uh, against most of my other... Uh, I mean, it, it didn't really matter. I think it did matter in one matchup against uh, an Aces player. Uh, but he still had the, the, the bid over me. So it only mattered against uh, other pe- uh, people who had uh, maybe rubble. Uh, like uh, uh, now that I think about it, it didn't really matter much, to be honest. So and how did you do that? So I went in day one, uh, even though I thought maybe I should go on day two just to get as much time in for, to get uh, to let my jet lag uh, relax. But uh, I thought usually day one is slightly easier, which turned out to be all the top players were doing thinking the same thing. It turned out to be the harder with the two days. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I went with Empire and I went uh, six and one and um, got uh, top faction in uh, Empire. Well done. So I uh, got, got the tray, which is what I'm happy about, to be honest. Oh, I bet you are. <laughs> and you managed to get the templates as well off the prize wall, so you're laughing. <laughs> I, and they, initially, they gave me the, the Galactic Republic tray uh, by mistake, and I didn't even notice, and I just walked off with it. And then they called me over the microphone to come back and give it back and to replace it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so how did you do in the cut then, Mishri? Oh, in the cut, I just lost my first game. I had a buy in the second day. Uh, I wasn't in the top 64. And the first player I faced had uh, four resistance. He had uh, Jespava, Covenel um, uh, with Leia, um, uh, a perceptive co-pilot, uh, Finn, and uh, 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 J- Jake, Jake Farrell. So, yeah, I, I, I had that... Uh, fa- uh, Matchup in my favor, to be honest, but uh, it was a f- fateful flank that Sunterfell uh, did, and uh, like uh, I lost Sunterfell too early. He he flanked uh, Jess Bava from the side, outmaneuvering with uh, range one target lock and uh, focus. He had she had four hull left, and I spent everything to get a hit hit crit crit. And I was hoping, uh, I mean, he evaded one, so I needed one of the two crits to be a direct, and it was a direct. So I was happy about the kill, but then Covenel got a range two, three hits, and I blacked out, and he died. <laughs> In classic Sunsafel style. <laughs> exactly. So it was uh, like I couldn't get behind uh, Covenel. He, he played it. My opponent played it perfectly. He just kept Covenel, uh, uh, you know, at range two ma- uh, at a at a minimum, and then kept going back and didn't allow any of the two inquisitors to get behind or back. Mm-hmm. Well, well. Well done, though, mate. You know, topping top faction on the first day, <laughs> so, you know, yeah. going undefeated. It's it's not. In oh no, I, I, I was I lost one game to uh, Suntac and Chirtek and Grievous. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah we won't we won't mention that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ben, 
Uh, how did you get on, mate? And what days did you play? I played on day 1A as well. Because uh, I just wanted to get like a rest in between. Uh, if I made the cut. But that didn't really matter. <laughs> 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 so I went uh, 2 and 5. Um, after my second game, I just lost mid. And I could, couldn't get mid back in it at all. I was flying uh, Obi-Wan, Anakin and uh, Torrent. Um, both Jedi's had spare parts and R2 and Obi-Wan had sense. So I really have to concentrate when I'm flying it. And uh, my, my head just went and I, I couldn't get back in the, the mix at all. So uh, totally flunked out, really. <laughs> yeah, John, I mean, what would you... No, no, go, go on. on. No, I was going to say, what was it the list or would you change anything about the list or anything like that? Um... It wasn't a list because obviously I'd been doing quite well with it before that. I, I just couldn't get back in the zone. And like I say, you can't really just, you have to concentrate and think before you dial in a manoeuvre with aces, don't you? It's not. No, definitely. You yeah, one small mistake can lose you on ace yeah. and it's hard to get back. I was, I was forgetting things like, I, I kept forgetting about sense and regening. I, I just totally lost my head after that game. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, would you take a different list if you were to do it again? Or uh, probably no, well, I don't know because I've been like I say I'd, I'd definitely been winning more than I've been losing with it. And you don't want to say yes, do you? Because I told you to take a different list. <laughs> no, because <laughs> like, like you, I mean, you saw the game. Yeah. Like, and we spoke after it. I just after that, I just uh, tilted a bit, and I, I couldn't pull myself back into it. You know what I'm like? I'm usually good at getting in the zone. Yeah. It just it just wasn't happening after that, and then after the, like I lost the third game, I just started jousting things and having a laugh and just just playing for fun really. Fair enough. Fair Mainly because I uh, I didn't realise that you could get a prize for coming top sixty four. I thought it was just a faction prize, and I realised after I lost my third game, I was never coming top of faction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like the, uh, the 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 way they set up the prizes. They uh, I don't know if, if it was that uh, that that caused the, the the big diversity in lists that I've seen. Like yeah, really, and people were all were all over the place with uh, with lists and uh, and different kinds of ships. And there were a few ships that were never used, like uh, you know, I think it was uh, the, the aggressor and stuff like that. But like three, or four or five ships that were like that. But like overall, sixty ships, I think. Yeah. yeah. But overall, like the the, the the diversity was was really nice to see. Mm. Like I, I didn't have any two games that were the same. Would it, is it more diversity than you've ever seen at Worlds before, Mishri? Uh I think I can say yes, to be honest, because and uh, and a lot of the previous years there usually was a an established meta where. Uh, a certain kind of strong list would be dominant, and you could you, you would at least face it a couple of times during the day. Yeah. Um, be it uh, at, at a, some year, at a, if it was like three uh, scouts with, with, with torpedoes or uh, <laughs> stuff like that, you know. Paratani. Yeah, exactly. God, I hate that. Yeah, gone, gone of the days of triple jumps. Um, so and. For the game, do you think that's better for the game, or do you think oh, it's yes. yeah? Yeah. Oh definitely. yeah, definitely, definitely. 
I mean, you don't want to get bored by seeing the same thing over and over. You just want to be always on your toes and just be entertained by the different kinds of, you know, uh, combination of cards that you see in front of you. You know the meta's good when you look in your squad builder and you've got eight to ten different lists that are all viable and you really want to fly them. Exactly. Uh, I mean, the, the, the points tweaking has really helped in this. Uh, there are so many things that people uh, sometimes overlook and some really good player um, brings into the forefront. Like, there was a, a very uh, astonishing mention by Marcel Manzano. He uh, went undefeated uh, on, on the same day that I played with, uh, with Baby Annie. Yeah, baby, baby Annie and Rick. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it, it, you've left you've led me into a perfect segue there, Mishri. So, what 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 were the what were the lists that caught your eye that were maybe different to what you were expecting? Um, ben, have you got one that that springs to mind to you? Um, I've just I've seen quite a couple of uh, first order lists and seeing people do well with them because I'd pretty much written the faction off. It's made me sort of maybe go back and take a look and maybe see what I don't know yet. Maybe maybe give Kylo a go because he was he was there was a lot of Kylo. Mm-hmm. I've seen actually this uh, uh, just to uh, continue on your point, Ben. Uh, there was a friend of mine, Tim Duggan. He yeah. was he was doing amazing with uh, some naked uh, first order ships like a naked Kylo with a couple of uh, naked uh, uh, first order uh, Tie Fighters. One of them was Scorch and three naked generics, I think. Yeah, there's a lot in there that I think we've just just overlooked completely. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have a single upgrade, I don't think, on any of the ships at all, did he, Tim? Yeah, he did not have anything, uh, and it's just like the by virtue of the amazing dial that the Thai FOs have and that people forgot forget about. So, I mean, with, with that, did you see, other than, other than Tim's list, did you see anything that stood out to you, Mishri, that you thought maybe give it a go or something that maybe people have overlooked? Uh, the, to be honest, the first, uh, the, the beginning of the day when uh, we all uh, sat down as the, just to count our uh, who's, who's in attendance, uh, the, the person in front of me was uh, the famous, uh, the now famous Mitch Rob with his... Uh, <laughs> for uh, Star Vipers and I was just uh, being amazed by his amazing uh, paint job and taking pictures and sending it to my friends in WhatsApp and uh, lo and behold he's in, he goes to the semi-final and <laughs> yeah. starts off on a huge controversy on the, on the way <laughs> I was going to say he's both famous and infamous depending on who you speak to <laughs> <laughs> I, I was on the side that there was nothing wrong with what he did to be honest no, uh, no. We're just uh, they're too easy to pick up with, uh, something to complain about. Yeah. In um, his defence, he's been flying that list for over two years. He was flying it at the end of 1.0 as well. There you go. Yeah, he was flying quad vipers and a skike uh, at yeah. the end of 1.0. I mean, the only jealousy that I felt was I should have thought of that for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen it played in the UK, just not as well as that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it was uh, when I think when me and you, Ben, went up to Warlords. I think is it Pi, Pi Jones. He I might have done. And think... didn't he customise some? I think I've seen him do some customised ones with like tentacles coming off, maybe. 
No, I don't know. So I'm, I've, I've definitely seen it before, but obviously, yeah, I mean, to play that and, and get it into the top four at Worlds is, is an amazing feat, really. You know what I mean? I, I think it's brilliant. Oh, yeah. Um, he could have easily gone in the, in the final, too. I think oh, yeah. uh, our, my buddy, uh, Holly, has gotten a bit lucky in that game, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need a bit of luck, don't you? <laughs> oh, you need a lot of luck to get there. So, um, moving on to Ollie then. Oh, we have spoke about his list before on, on the podcast. Um, but um, did it surprise you? Uh, obviously, you're he's a squad mate of yours, Mitch. Did it surprise you in winning, or did we did were over the moon? To, to be honest, I mean, we were uh, we were really hyped as a team. To be honest, uh, you know, we had 15 invites, and we really wanted to have as many as we can in the cut. And then we ended up with five in the cut, and we just we, we weren't really hoping for. I mean, we wanted people to get in top 16, and we did get, uh, I think, Jesper also in top 16. Yeah. Uh, Connor, Connor McNamara was in top 32, I'm, I'm not sure, to be honest. And uh, yeah. so having Oli go all the way was amazing, amazing to watch. It was... Uh, Simran made day two as well, didn't he? Who? Simran? Simran, uh, yeah. Simran, yes. Uh, but Simran is, uh, is not uh, 186. He's not 186, no. Oh, is he not? I thought he no, was. he's not, mate, no. Oh. no. <laughs> you just, see, uh, you just see him in pictures with him all the time. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, watching him go all the way was really, really amazing to watch. Because, uh, to be honest, we were uh, going into Worlds, uh, all of us were uh, really, really uh, afraid of the, of the Nantex. Uh, we were very Nantex averse, and I, none of us really. Uh, I'm not sure who. Uh, most of us didn't really uh, consider getting an Nantex into, uh, for Worlds, and we were just mainly talking about uh, tactics, how to, uh, you know, play against it. And my one game against it, I just lost, and I lost miserably. Like I was able to kill Sunpack, but uh, by the time I killed Sunpack, I had uh, Chertek and Grievous against my Jenden, <laughs> so that yeah. was not going to happen. Uh, so ha- I mean, having his list, which is basically three uh, small ships against the Nantex, was really amazing to watch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you just can't you can't fly your aces in the normal way against that list. I don't think, and that's. If you have the same game plan as you would normally uh, in a game, I think you would lose. Um, but if you, I, I had I had uh, a game the other day where someone wanted to play against some fat Chertek and Grievous together, and I found some fat just could not do all the work that he needed to against three aces. It was just they were, it just it, it eventually beat me. And it does beat aces quite well if you fly them in the normal way. But he realised that you, you, you fight in a different way and you can overcome that list. And clearly, people did because it didn't get anywhere near the top 32. I think the, the closest one was top 128, I think. Or was it top top 64? There was none inside the, the top 32. So Yeah, I think it was uh, probably Mike, Mike Jem. He's the one mm-hmm. who beat me in day one. Uh, basically, for the Nantexes, I saw that if uh, the only way to really 
tackle it is to play it myself and see how it moves. Uh, because uh, if you play against it as a normal ship, uh, it just eats you. Because yeah. it loves to stay close to you and you need to just make as much distance between you and it as possible. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And then it, it has sun tear fell moments where it just blanks out and dies. Yeah. <laughs> um, Good riddance. <laughs> So what did what did you uh, think about Ollie's list, Mish? Uh, uh, yeah, we were uh, going into Worlds. Uh, I mean, he was very confident in it, and uh, I uh, I liked how prepared he was with it. Uh, but he, uh, admittedly, he was uh, worried about the Nantics a lot. So we're happy that the Nantics didn't do so much, uh, do so well that it would be all over the, the top tables. Yeah. So once he got over the top, uh, I mean the the, the middle tables, uh, he, and he didn't see much of it. Uh, that was that was really uh, a big relief. Yeah. And uh, honestly, just seeing the final with these two lists was just a huge treat, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's yeah. just uh, umpire versus regular rebels. Uh, it was perfect. Uh, yeah, I thought it was excellent. I mean. Obviously, I didn't get ringside uh, like yourself. Um, I mean, the atmosphere in my bedroom watching it was amazing. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> don't want to know about what you get up in your bedroom. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> think the missus was too happy, but, you know, uh, <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm shouting at the TV at five o'clock in the morning at Ollie, you know, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, to be there, it must have been an amazing experience. Yeah, all, all our hearts sank when, when Vader died. Um, to see him pull it back uh, with that amazing uh, decloak left behind the rock and then forward with Whisper, that was beautiful. Yeah, it was an excellent move. Well, um, any shout-outs from you, Ben, to anybody, anyone you want to say thanks to or anything like that? Yeah, just a shout-out to everyone we met, uh, especially we met on the first day we met all the Canadian guys and we sort of, took me and Tim under the wing because we were just, well, me, Tim and Al, there's only us on our own. And also to the guys from uh, Imperial Propaganda Radio, I think they're in Australia, they had a chat with us. It, just everyone we met were really nice. I didn't meet a bad person, to be honest. Fair one. And yourself, Mish? Any, yeah, any shout-outs to same, uh, Yeah, shouting out to all the Australians and all the Icelanders tool uh, squadron. And um, shout-out to Mickey's Diner. That, that place uh, was a was a lifesaver, to be honest. It was open twenty four hours, and we could go there in our jet lagged uh, timings and eat any time we want. Just full of X wingers, weren't it? Exactly. I would I would pop in there four a.m. and five a.m. in the morning, and it was full of X wingers, jet lagged, just like myself. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, thank you both from uh, for coming on. Yeah, it, it's, it's been excellent chatting to you. I mean, I could literally chat to you all night and ask all sorts of questions. Um, <laughs> but we'll, uh, maybe we should start doing a longer podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so um, all that's to say is goodbye from me. Uh, goodbye from Ben. Bye. Goodbye. And goodbye from Mishery, all the way from QA. Thank you very much for joining us. It's my pleasure. All right. Cheers. Till the next time on the Sift Takers Snapshots podcast. Ta-da. 
Flash and burn 